Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members, Eyal, emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers. So you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. The big question is this, if government contracting is supposed to be so easy, why do so many companies fail to win even a single contract while others dominate the market? That's the question and this podcast will give you the answers. In today's episode, you go one-on-one with best-selling author and master business coach Michael Lejeune to learn exactly how to take your government contracting business to the next level. So I'm really excited to talk about this today. I am going to be talking about finding active GovCon opportunities. And so you're probably thinking, what's the difference between an active and a passive or an active and any other type of opportunity? And the the thing is, there are opportunities that you create. So sometimes you your client doesn't even know, or potential client doesn't even know they have a problem or they've identified a problem, but they aren't even thinking about putting that out on the market yet for bid or anything along those lines. And those are a lot of the opportunities that you're working on. I call those cultivating opportunities. So there's a lot of cultivating opportunities in the GovCon market. The opportunities I want to talk about today are when you are finding active GovCon opportunities. And so a lot of these are going to show up in systems. The primary one we're going to talk about today is beta.sam. But if you are doing state and local work or something like that, this strategy is also going to apply to those systems. It's just each state has their own state level system, some municipalities, that run their own different thing like that. So I'm primarily talking about the federal type of active GovCon opportunities. And so I want to talk to you today about some really simple prospecting methods because I think we overthink how to use systems out there. I think every time I turn around, somebody's talking to me about this bid matching system and that bid matching system and all the different systems that are out there. And I'm like, you know, if you're just starting out, and in fact, if you've been in this business for a while, you can probably get by on just using beta.sam.gov. You really can. And for those of you that just heard that and just shaking your head, look, it's not as hard as you make it, but we overthink this a lot. 
And so here's how I go about this when clients are telling me they can't find opportunities in this system. So one of the things that I will do right away is I want to sit down and identify your main keywords. So what are eight or 10 main keywords for the product or service that you are searching for? We need to start there. And one of the cool things is you'll find that out of those eight or 10 keywords, there's probably one or two that the government's using the most. And that'll become your primary one that you do a lot of searching for. But you're only going to find this out by actually doing the searching. Okay. So you're going to have to, to, to create those eight or 10 keywords and start doing some searching and see what happens. When I punch in this one keyword, do four results pop up? Do no results pop up? Do 300 results pop up? What happens when I punch in these keywords? That's what I'm looking for because I want to figure out which keywords are the ones that the government's actually putting into the system. Now, you're also going to find out that, hey, I probably only need to search eight out of these 10 keywords every other week or so, but there's one or two keywords I need to search every single week. So first, let's get our keywords. Second, let's get our NAICS codes. And you can really stop there. You know, depending on how the government buys what you sell, yeah, could you get into PSC codes and all that other stuff? And in fact, there, there might be a case to build around that, but we're just going to start here so you can understand how to focus for these active opportunities. So once we take those, one of the areas that I start in is the RFIs, sources sought, whatever you want to call it. I start there. That's where I start searching. Start searching there. And here's a tip. You can respond even if it's late. So like if you find one and the response date was yesterday or the response date is two days from now and you're thinking, gosh, we just don't have the time. It's okay. You know, sources sought are not like an RFP where there's a hard, fast deadline. In fact, I can't tell you how many of my clients just in the last two or three months I've said, hey, I know we just found this. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to reach out to the contracting officer. I want to, I want you to let them know you're still going to respond to this, but you just found it. So you call up and say, Hey Bob, I just found this and I really want to respond to this. Would it be okay if I turn something into you by next Monday? Almost nine times out of 10, they're going to say, absolutely. Go ahead, do it. If not, if nothing else, you're starting a dialogue with that contracting officer. And that is the main objective of about anything you do is starting that dialogue so you can build a relationship with that person. Because what you're going to do in these RFIs, sources saw, again, whatever you want to call them, is you're going to get on the radar of this particular contracting officer. And now you're going to start to position yourself for that RFP that's coming down the pipe. And so we talk about ghosting all the time. And this is where you can actually talk in the uh, in your RFI response about capabilities and requirements that should come out in the RFP. And guess what? Those are things that are going to highlight your company and its capabilities. So if you're doing those types of things in this area and then putting the RFP in your pipeline, you're starting to build this active pipeline of things that are going to be happening. And you know what? A lot of them aren't going to close within two weeks, a month, maybe even three or four months. But as you start to build this, you're going to have this waterfall effect where next thing you know there's something closing all the time in here that you've been building and working with the government on and that's kind of the magic that's what you know a lot of times people come to me and say hey this looks like it was written for somebody 
that's because it was. There was somebody using this strategy to make sure that the RFP was actually written for them. So once you find this, then, or, or once you once you have established, you know, your next code, your keywords, all this stuff, once you found a few of these things, you know, that's when you start to really work beta.sam to really dig down, not only in just the, you know, the sources sought, but some of the RFPs that are out there. Because here's the thing, you're not going to necessarily be able to respond to all the RFPs, but what are you going to be able to get from that? At a minimum, you are going to be able to find a contracting officer and an agency that you want to do business with that's using your keywords and your NAICS codes. So guess what? Even if you can't respond to that active RFP, and I don't care if it's you know due tomorrow, look at that RFP look at the requirements, look at the contracting officer's name and you know make note of that. You're going to want to reach out to these people because guess what? Bob Smith at Fort Hood, that's the contracting officer on your NAICS code and your keyword, guess what he does? He buys what you sell. You need to build a relationship with Bob Smith because that guy is eventually going to be your customer. So you can call him and say, look, Bob, there's an RFP that's out. It's due in two days. There's no way we can respond to this thing, but I didn't know you existed before today. Now I do, and we need to build a relationship with you for future opportunities. I'm simplifying this for time, so that's not exactly how you're gonna say it, but the gist is the same. You know, too many times, we see an opportunity like this. We see an RFP or whatever it is. It's closing in a day or two. And we go, eh, yeah, I missed that one. Too bad. And, you know, you just missed an opportunity to put them in your pipeline. You missed an opportunity to build a relationship with the contracting officer. You missed an opportunity to say, wait a minute, this is a three or five year contract with, you know, option year. Okay, so let me take a look at this contract. Could we have won this work if we had time? Yeah, probably. Okay, when when do the, the renewal options happen? Okay, when do I put that in my pipeline in my CRM? Because I'm chasing this thing next time. So even if you lose it this time, should you be chasing it next time? And if you are applying this methodology, this thinking, this strategy to these things you find inside beta.sam or whatever database that you're looking in, even if you're using one of the fancy bid matching tools, if you are using this thought process as you approach those opportunities, even the ones that are expiring, you're going to start loading your pipeline. You know, Down the road, six months, 12 months, even three, four, five years, you're going to start putting things in your pipeline that you can start working working. And again, that's the magic here. You start doing this now and six months from now, you're going to say, Mike, when I started this, my pipeline had a million dollars worth of opportunities in it. Today, we have $65 million worth of opportunities in it because we have we don't let anything slip through the cracks. We always put it in and we're always thinking about the strategy and what we're doing. And we have expanded our capability to serve this market this way. So I really want you to think about that. I want you to think about you know, where you might be leaving opportunities on the table because you're not digging deep inside the opportunities that are being put right in front of you. The government's trying to buy this stuff. They're saying that they are screaming it on these websites. And a lot of times you see it and just go, no, 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 next, 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 next. Oh, we might. Oh yeah. We've got a month to respond to that. Let's, let's put this one opportunity in our pipeline. Let's take these other 12 that we looked at and we're just going to kick those to the curb, delete them, never even think about them again. And guess what? A year, two, 
two, three years from now, when that pops up again, if you're using the same thinking you're using today, you're going to skip it again. So if you rewire your brain to think the way I'm telling you in in this episode here today, you're going to start putting these opportunities in and you're never going to miss them. And guess what? Here's the other cool thing. As you see these active things coming in, you have to remember this one thing. Uh, You know, I think it was uh, Carol Bernard from Govology and I were talking about, you know, different, you know, things in the procurement pyramid, if you will. And one of the things he said that I will never forget is how the stuff that comes on the open market is the scraps. Those are the leftovers that they couldn't, you know, they couldn't fund them in another way. Like they didn't have another vehicle they could use to get those done. So they put them on the open market. So when you call and you start talking to these people about stuff that you've found, you will uncover things that they are working on, things in their pipeline, in their forecast that need your help that they aren't really planning on putting on the open market. Or maybe they're not even ready to put out yet. But you're going to find those things by building relationships with those people just by looking at what's active on this one little website, beta.sam. So just that one little website, those those few little keywords, those few little NAICS codes, that's going to allow you to drill deep into all these buyers and find out what's really going on behind the scenes that's never going to make it to the open market. Because guess what? You don't want the scraps. The scraps are great. Those will get you by, but you want the big hunks of meat. You know, you you want the whole meal, not just the scraps. And if you dig deep and talk to these contracting officers and build a relationship with them, you're going to get the whole meal. And so I want to highly encourage you to use this strategy and start just putting things in your pipeline. If you don't have a CRM, I I highly encourage you to go get one of the free CRM tools out there. There's a ton of them. I like HubSpot and Zoho. Uh, Those are just a couple out there that have uh, some free CRM capabilities. Start putting these things in your CRM. Start managing it like that and start thinking differently. This is how you put more opportunities in your pipeline. This is how you're going to grow your business and take it to the next level. If you got questions about this, as always, please reach out to me. You can reach out anyway through email, LinkedIn, Carrier Pigeon, doesn't really matter. I don't care. Send up a smoke signal, whatever it takes to get my attention. I would love to talk to you about this. If you got questions, we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.